0: This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed may not reflect those of other podcasts or affiliates of this show or Gunna Geek. Check out other geeky podcasts at GunnaGeek.com. And
1: get ready because geekiness commences in three, i I've been recording for a really long time.
0: Yeah, at least an hour. See, so you talked about all the bullshit that you want to talk about before we started, before I got on Google Hangouts, right? So we don't have to cover anything you want to say?
1: Yeah, that would actually be easiest for me. Okay.
0: Well. Cool. That's good. I really didn't want to listen to anything you had to say anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. What the f was that? Did you just show me your dick. Wait, is that Is that like right on my
0: crotch? What the f are you doing? Stop that. That's really weird and uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't wanna see that. Or your yeah. face. I can't even tell what's worse. If d- I keep face. Alright. Yeah. So that should not ever happen anymore ever. Remember that time we started an episode on time? That wasn't today, again.
1: We're starting on time? We're eight minutes late. You're eight minutes late. I've been here since like nine twenty-five, as I usually am. Jonathan, I never said that we were going
0: to start right at nine thirty. You said you'd be home at nine thirty, and then I would
1: start setting up. No, I looked at Twitter at eight fifty-eight, and you checked into Brownstone Tavern and Grill, so I knew that your head wasn't in the game. My head was in the game. I was
0: meeting my neighbor for a drink, and do you know what I had for a drink before this podcast?
1: Was it prepping for this podcast? It was a sugar-free Red Bull. That's insane. That's not what you should have been doing. That's wonderful. Thank you. I'm more awake now. This is good
0: for the episode. Episode 93 of Unqualified Gamers, a video game podcast where two guys with no business talking about video games. Very little of what you do is good for this podcast. Talk about video games. So there you go. Very little. Yes, very little of what I do. Well, hi, everybody. I'm Cody Goff, and this is Jonathan Martin. And we're going to talk about stuff today. A lot of things. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about, we're going to tell, we're going to just catch up because we took a couple weeks off, really. Unless you count two weeks ago when I posted a drunk episode by myself, which didn't even really count as an episode. Um, we're going to catch up a little bit, talk about our, just a quick little Thanksgiving recap. Then there's some news in gaming, including uh, some Sony news, some Twitch TV news, some Nintendo news, and some Ubisoft news. <laughs> And then I will launch into a four-hour diatribe about Super Smash Brothers Wii U and 3DS,
1: and, and John, I'm gonna I'm gonna like leave for that.
0: John might talk about a game called XCOM Enemy Unknown, but that if has... we get
1: if we get if to it, I, get... I don't know. With the Super Smash Brothers talk, to be to be honest, I would be totally fine if we just talked about Smash Brothers. I still I, I want to talk about XCOM at some point, if not this week, then next. But I have a feeling there's probably a lot you want to talk about Smash Brothers, and I'm curious about a lot of stuff. So. Well, we'll see. But, um, listener, if you're a returning listener,
0: which means that you're 90% of our audience, um, you will maybe be surprised. John and I actually planned this episode to a degree. So, we're mm. not just going to meander through, well, what did you do this weekend?
1: What did you do this weekend? Well, I don't know. It worked. Oh, what did you Speaking do? Speaking of which. What did you do this weekend? (laughs) I'm
0: not going to talk about what I did this weekend.
1: Actually, we haven't recorded in quite a long time. We haven't. um, But what I'd like to do
0: is – what we're going to do, listener, is John and I are going to transition away from this being kind of our, like, I don't know, Instagram feed and just be like, oh, yeah, I had turkey for dinner last night. And we're going to, like, I don't know. Yeah, because you – 'Cause
1: you do movies of you cooking food, so people can see that if they people want people can see that if they want, yes.
0: So yeah. but no, we're gonna talk about like like uh, fun, interesting stories and so what I'm saying on our podcast is that we're not gonna suck anymore, which no one Which one's is not, exactly what you're doing right which now. Which is what so. I'm doing right now. Maybe so we so should get started. That. All right, maybe, maybe you should just tell me about your stupid weekend no, that we I we go
1: down the list, the non gaming section. Tell me how Mexico is oh. like Mexican places.
0: We're going straight down the list. We're
1: going straight down the list. All right. Although, why do we cool. have a list if we don't use it?
0: Well, we don't have to do it chronologically, but I guess we're going to. So, uh, listener, the reason I did we didn't do an episode last week was Thanksgiving. Two weeks ago, I was in Mexico for a week, and I I'm not gonna like give a whole trip of my like story of my itinerary and everything, but I was struck by how. And yes, I wrote in the email with the pre-show notes, Mexico is like Mexican places. Yes. What I mean by that is I was surprised with how accurately Mexican culture is represented in America. So what I mean by that is if you go to a Mexican restaurant and they're serving burritos and tortillas and they're playing like uh, music with the trumpets and tuba. That's a mariachi band. A mariachi band, mariachi music. And, you know, they've got all the colors and even the way the walls are in some places like that is everywhere in mexico that is their culture that that's not like outdated stereotypes that is their culture like you hear mariachi music everywhere we saw a mariachi band at a gas station stopping for gas while we were stopped they were in their full black and white garb with like the guitar cases and everything uh they play that music everywhere they serve Mexican food is Mexican food. Like because I've been told Chinese food, quote unquote, American Chinese food isn't really what they eat in China.
1: We you just know, call it Chinese s- food. They eat some insane stuff in China. Right. That like so, Americans wouldn't eat and so they don't. You don't get real Chinese food in America. Right. So uh
0: but I was just struck by how like um like Warner Brothers banned it, or, or Warner Brothers has an, a, a kind of a a cultural apology at the beginning of it's Looney Tunes cartoons because it uses a lot of stereotypes and things like that. And I read an article about how, while they were like, kind of apologizing for Speedy Gonzalez, like a lot of Mexicans actually love Speedy Gonzalez. And they think he's a great representation of their culture and all this other stuff. Because um, they all run really fast and are small. I don't know. I think it's maybe the mixture of, of Spanish and American or Spanish and English uh, language but but it, it that that story makes more sense to me now having seen the environment I was in Manzanillo mexico for for about a week and uh yeah it's just it's it's I think it's pretty fairly represented in in our culture and things that before to me seemed like
1: stereotypes are just that's their culture well I mean uh, stereotypes exist for a reason it's a quick way to generalize a group of people that oftentimes have a kernel of truth in them. That's how stereotypes work. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that something like that exists. Just like, I, just like all Russians are eight foot tall bears. Everybody knows they this. are all eight foot tall, but no, but you've been to
0: Mexico several times, haven't you? I have. And did you, did you experience the same kind of like, uh,
1: you know, I went to a very touristy part of Mexico yeah. Um, and so it, in general, it was pandering more to like not just an American audience because the place that we have gone to multiple times now is a very cosmopolitan area from tourists all over the world go there, uh, but they were just pandering to non-Mexicans in general. So I didn't get a very good sense for for Mexican culture from the trips that I went on.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, did you see some of the elements that I'm talking about?
1: I think you're making some stuff up.
0: Okay, probably. Pretty much all of it. So, mm-hmm. um, but that that was exciting. I had some really good octopus when I was there. And I tell that because, I say that because, uh, a lot of people have issues eating things with tentacles.
1: Are mm-hmm. you that way? You freak? Well, from all the horrendous porn that I've watched. <laughs> I mean, it's, tentacles just make me uncomfortable in general now. Sure, but if I watched, you mean
0: have role played, correct? Right. Okay. Yes. So there's that, uh, and I was murdered by a poisonous stingray. that killed me.
1: And yet here you are, zombie For the most Cody.
0: Part zombie Cody. There you go. Zombie Cody is here. Yeah. No, I was in the ocean. Uh, the third day there. That is where stingrays exist. And something hit the top of my foot. Long story short, was it I a stingray? Read, I don't know. I think it was a poisonous stingray that killed me. But I ran out of the water, bleeding everywhere. Two very deep, distinct puncture wounds, pouring blood all over the Pacific Ocean. So my foot paid the iron price, and it made think a, it was a
1: shark. It Did made a, it a shark. A, a shark I think
0: it was a shark. I think it was Jaws. You think it was Mexican a Jaws? Jaws?
1: You think Jaws? Jaws attacked you? It was Mexican you,
0: Jaws, pronounced haws.
1: You are lucky you made it out alive.
0: I am. So Jaws the Stingray attacked me. I was bleeding everywhere. I sacrificed my foot to the drowned god. I paid the iron price. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, it ended up being okay. But for one hour and like 15 minutes, I was in the most physical pain I have ever been in in my life for that entire period. But I was brave enough to get back in the ocean
1: two days later. That's, we are all very impressed with you.
0: Thank you. We were told by some locals that that never happens. No one has ever bitten like that, so I just am so attractive. I think it was a female fish.
1: You think that you might have just made that up, too? No, I believe it was... Are you sure you're not just attention-seeking?
0: I believe it was an interspecies love affair, and it was actually trying to mate with my foot with its mouth. It thought my foot was a sexual organ, and it thought that foreplay... would that be the first time that it had said it was probably a virgin fish yes it was probably a virgin fish choosing to give me its virginity with its teeth
1: that's what i meant do you think it was its first time i think it was definitely
0: its first time yes okay so um i still have the marks if you want me to hold up my
1: foot to the camera I don't overall though I do want to know what you thought of mexico
0: i did I enjoyed it thoroughly i like i love the culture and it's very fun speaking another language. I speak only a little Mexican very like un poco but i believe it's i believe it's Spanish that they speak there. what did I say? you said Mexican I said Spanish so uh I speak only a little Spanish um but it was it's fun like it's challenging you know like i, I wish I were more fluent in it to challenge myself more um but every- everyone's pretty nice and uh had some really good food and got some sun. It was good. I don't
1: know. And, re- and relaxed, which is the most important. You know, I don't do relaxing
0: vacations very well. Do, you're, you're a, you're a, you're a like, lay on the beach for five days a kind of guy.
1: With the amount of like, and I, I don't live it, I don't truly live like a stressful life, but with the amount of like stress in normal day to day routine, the taking care of the baby, The being at work, the doing the work, the, like, the working on the family unit, the not having, like, Casey and I don't have a lot of alone time together that much anymore, right? And when we worked a bunch, even before we had Max, we didn't, because that's American culture. And that's, like, based on my schedule, that's not a normal schedule. That's, like, we don't have the same amount of time together that a nine-to-five couple does, right? So, like, our vacation is our time to relax and spend time together. So, like, for us, that's what we like to do. I guess that makes sense. Were you that way when you were single or less so? I mean, who takes vacations without another person when they're single? It's, it's, I think that's kind of an uncommon thing.
0: Try it, true. I don't know.
1: I mean, even when you're single, I think oftentimes you bring somebody on vacation with you whether that be another friend of of a gender that you are not interested in or whether that be uh a gender that it just it doesn't matter like typically people do not vacation alone i don't think i think in general people vacation as either groups of people or as a couple more often yeah okay that makes sense well i i
0: discovered that I am not a sit around and do nothing kind of guy, but I was a
1: fifth wheel on this vacation. Yeah, you were in a very awkward situation. It was probably not awkward because you knew you knew three of the people very I knew, well. I knew all four. Well,
0: yeah, and I kind of had met one. So yeah.
1: yeah, and so I'm sure that like in terms, of, but just in terms of having you're on a week long vacation with two couples, and then there's you. I mean, like that's you know, you spoiled everybody's fun is what you did. Yeah, I'm the uh, worst. I ruined everything. Yeah. But I I just wonder, had you brought a significant other down there with you, Had you would you have had a different experience? I think I would have had a hugely different experience. I think you would have, and I think you probably would have relaxed and been able to just kind of hang out more and enjoyed that. I, I That's my personal feeling. Maybe not. Maybe you're that kind of person, because I have friends that are like this, where they they create an itinerary for their vacation and they will literally follow like a daily itinerary, spend 10 hours a day doing activities and then just crash the end of the night and they'll get home and they'll be exhausted, but they will have done all this stuff because that's the stuff they, they wanted to like see these sites when they were there. That is totally fine. You want a vacation like that? You go for it. Like I totally understand what you're trying to do with that. Not my cup of tea. I
0: I guess the only time I've gone on an extended vacation with a significant other was. I went to Ireland with Erica in 2007. Spent mm-hmm. a week there with her, and we planned the whole trip. It was like every day. We overbooked it by a little, but it wasn't like a 12 hour a day every day. I mean, we left a lot of like explore the town for these four hours kind right. of time. Um, but we were definitely, you know, from for Ireland, we were hitting different towns, and a lot of the towns are two or three hours apart by bus. Which we didn't rent a car, so we're, you know, hang out in a town, see all the sights there, do all the stuff around, and then travel. So, you know, we did that, but there was a night when we were just too tired. She was like, I'm getting car sick, I can't get in the car, we can't get all the way to the East Coast, or the West Coast. I'm like, "All right, cool, let's just uh, grab a hotel room. And we just chilled in Cork that night. So, um, I don't know. Uh, But but this was more of an environment where we were kind of stationary, and I don't know what I would have done.
1: Who yeah, knows? and and who knows down the road, like with Max, because I'm sure we're going to want to take him to different places to so see them, and and not just Disney, but other countries as well. Just and, Disney, and because we do that, I'm sure we'll I well I we will itinerize those a little more because we we'll want him to see some stuff. Is that and, a and word? We'll itinerize? I just made it up. It's a great word though, isn't
0: it? It's not. It's one of the most disgusting words I've ever heard. It's worse.
1: It's, it's worse than
0: moist. All of our yeah. female listeners so, just well, you know what? Off. I'm
1: glad you, I'm glad you, let me look at this list now. I'm glad you, uh, you murdered by poisonous stingrays, eating, eating things, so we did that. Uh, so Mexico was good. I'm glad we're through that. Uh, how was, how was, uh, Black Friday slash Cyber Monday, colon, did you or I f***ing buy anything? Did you do anything for Cyber Monday, Black Friday? Did I what? I feel like you were tweeting about it, like that you found stuff that you wanted. Did you buy a sewing machine? <laughs> that was a joke. But you did, uh, didn't you? No, no you looking, made that shirt you're wearing, didn't you?
0: I was, I did. I was looking at all the stuff on Amazon for Cyber Monday, and I'm, I'm looking around, and uh, somehow it led me to looking into routers because one was on sale. Then I looked at more routers, and long story short, I ended up getting a router, and in yeah. the process, discovered that if I bought my own, like. I know that you pay a monthly rental fee for a modem if you get it through a cable provider, but I felt like that was included in my RCN package. I use RCN, not Comcast, because Comcast okay. is awful in Chicago, um, in every way. Like they are most places. Then um, realized, oh, I am actually paying like a four or five dollar a month uh, modem rental fee. I should probably buy a hundred dollar modem that pays for. So in two your
1: haul was a modem and a router. Uh,
0: yeah, Monday I got a modem, a router, and then I got a few other things. And there was a Cyber Monday sale at uh, like um, some T-shirt company, four T-shirts for forty bucks. So I got like a Mega Man shirt and like a Game of Thrones shirt and a couple other nerdy shirts. Um, so I, I fell prey to a couple sales, rampant and consumerism. Did are you into that at all? Did you Black
1: Friday it up? You before I, before I talk th- before I say anything about that, you know how I feel like you know how I know I've become an adult because. I have four t-shirts that take me three weeks to wear. (laughs) Otherwise, I never put on a t-shirt anymore. Because I'm either in a dress shirt for work or I'm lounging around in like pajamas. I'm the same way. I mean, I only wear like
0: two t-shirts a week. I just wanted new ones.
1: Okay. Yeah, okay. I guess I can see that. I guess I can see buying things I don't use. I guess that sounds pretty good.
0: No, here's what it is. My dad it, at one point like five years ago was was telling me, he was like, your mother and I were going through photos the other day and I realized I've had the same shirts for 15 years or 20 years. And that comment has always stuck with me because I don't want to be wearing my, uh, uh, what's the sh- my CM Punk t-shirt in every photo I take from like two years ago to
1: so get a more neutral shirt
0: oh so i'm just wearing like a purple shirt in every picture for the next 15 years who cares i don't know i just i don't know i like to look like i've evolved as a person to newer hipper more tongue-in-cheek cutesy clever t-shirts like Mega Man. I almost okay, so got for a shirt that so for Cyber, so for
1: Cyber Monday, Black right like like Mega Man and Doctor Who, you really evolved, really no, got No, I said more, I almost really, got a t shirt that said Doctor Who. You're really classing up the joint. So uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I want to know why I now make more money than I ever have in my life, and cannot afford anything. Because that is kind of the boat that I feel like I am in right now. I did. We didn't buy anything. You uh, own a I house I and see, a car and a human being. I do own that. Uh, Casey actually bought some presents. Uh, we did Christmas shopping for Cyber Monday. And that was our Cyber Monday. That was good. Black Friday or Cyber Monday. We didn't. You know, I had to work Black Friday. But I will say, Casey and I have this tradition for Black Friday um, where we, this is what we used to do. And we we have talked about it and would love to do it again. I had to work this, this particular Black Friday. But um, the most fun thing ever was we would go out and we would pick the one thing that we would like we're going out to buy. And for me, it would be like, I'd buy a new laptop that year. So I'd say $400 on a laptop. We would stand in line at five in the morning. Like you do, or like you did back then. Now you like go the night before, but yeah, back then we would stand, stand in line at like five in the morning. We would get into the store at six. We'd buy what we were going to buy. And then we would go to IHOP, which is open 24 hours. And we'd get like all you can eat pancakes. And that was our black Friday. And then we'd go home and sleep. Um, it was wonderful tradition, you know, didn't do it now, mm. uh, this year, so. I remember like uh, six or seven years ago, I was in
0: Rockford, and uh, and Guy and Ryan and a couple of our friends were in town. Guy co-hosted an episode of this podcast once, and uh, we just drove around uh, for the midnight launches, because min- that was back when, when stores started to open at midnight, 12.01, or like 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. We drove around like, no, actually, yeah, we were driving around like 2 or 3 in the morning, uh Just driving by people in line, asking them if they wanted fast food, shouting at people. uh There was there was there were a couple people in the in the mall parking lot just sitting there, like you know, eating food with their car turned off. Yeah. And we we pulled the car in front of them, like a few hundred feet away, and just turned on our, our our headlights and turned on the bright. So it was just like this ominous car staring at them in the parking lot, which is probably very creepy, and they probably called the police on us. But yeah, um, good job. Just weird stuff kind of trolling around Rockford, but Black Friday used to be fun like that, and I, I don't know, it's losing its luster for me. Yeah. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I was pulled into some rampant consumerism on Monday. But hopefully sure. I'll have a better internet connection next week. Hopefully. It arrives tomorrow. Um, yeah. Tell me about your Thanksgiving, since we've gone we've slingshotted from Cyber Monday back to Friday and now back to Thursday.
1: Thanksgiving was good. There was a lot of food. I went to a an Italian family's house, and they made lasagna on top of two turkeys. Um, highlight of... It was awesome. Thanksgiving is awesome. It's probably my favorite holiday because there's football on TV all day. No, Halloween's your favorite holiday. Yeah, you're right. Thanksgiving is my... Se- so, so Halloween fills a different niche. Halloween is, like, my favorite holiday for my own personal selfish reasons. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday as, like, the family get-together. Um... So there's a bunch of great food. There's football on TV all day. Um, I, I, a couple of highlights. I figured out the way to drink on Thanksgiving. And I am super happy about this. You drink. The first thing you do when you get there, when like the appetizers are out, is you pour yourself like a glass of whiskey. And you drink two of those. And you... you coach, because it doesn't fill you up. It's the biggest bang for your buck... When you're at the holiday, right? So you can eat more food that way, and you still get slightly intoxicated. So I had two glasses of whiskey. I was in a great place. I had a glass of wine with dinner, and I got to taste everything because like beer fills you up if you drink enough of it to where you to where you're you're feeling tipsy, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a glass of wine with dinner. After dinner, I took the uh, traditional Thanksgiving nap and it was wonderful, and I woke up, and we had dessert, and by the time all was said and done, I was sober again, and I could drive home. It was awesome. It was perfect. So that's the way to drink. The other highlight was that uh, we were tasked with bringing dessert to Thanksgiving, and so we uh, Casey went to Costco the day before, and she was there, and she texted me. She's like, I think I'm going to get uh, a pumpkin pie, and then I think I'm going to get a pecan pie, and a pumpkin cheesecake, and I was like, uh, Okay, babe, that sounds like a lot of food. Because if you've ever seen the pies at Costco, they're like four times the size of a normal pie. And that's not an exaggeration. It's like four times the size of a normal pie. So I told her, I was like, you know, I think there's only like, I I think there's like 15 people at the most coming to this thing. Like, that's a lot of dessert. She's like, I'm just going to do it. So she gets all this dessert. And we get there. So we've got... And I kid you not, There's the pumpkin cheesecake itself has about 25 slices from Costco. It is <laughs> enormous. Just the pumpkin cheesecake. There were eight people at Thanksgiving. So at the end of the night, and every, nobody eats dessert. Everybody eats dessert. Some people eat dessert at Thanksgiving. But the majority of the time, people are too full. So at the end of the night, there were three pieces of pumpkin pie gone, two pieces of pecan pie, and two pieces of pumpkin cheesecake gone. That was it. The amount of dessert was absurd. It was the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen, the amount of dessert we had left. So that was great. It was great. Thanksgiving was very good. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you. Yeah, did, Was yours good? Yeah, it was good. Family time. Nothing
0: exciting. Nothing good. I mean, it was perfect. It was very nice. Very nice family time.
1: Yeah, the other thing that happened, too, over the course of these past two weeks was we got uh my son gave us what was easily the worst sickness he's given us so far
0: yeah i I, I see in the show notes visit from the plague gnome
1: yes that's his that's his nickname (laughs) because he's tiny and he is you call your son the plague gnome actually we call him nurgle who is the the old god fra he's a he's a warhammer deity he is the god of pestilence from the Warhammer universe. You call I mean, him Nurgle. 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 Nurgle, yes. He's the god of pestilence. Wow. And decay. Um, and so, y- you know, like, I I have had plenty of colds in my life. I've had plenty of, like, flu-like stuff, that kind of stuff. That's that's child's play. Because when you get a stomach bug, like a stomach virus, that is the true king of the knock your socks off illnesses you can get. So one day he woke up and he was projectile vomiting, but he was totally fine. He was like in a great mood. Everything was funny, but he was what? just projectile vomiting. Cause he's a baby and babies, babies like when they get sick, they don't, they don't actually get sick. It's the craziest thing. They like they're, I I've got kids that come into my pharmacy with fevers of 105 and are running down the aisles while they're getting their medicine. I mean, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So, uh, he's projectile vomiting, and it's like, oh, he's like actually sick. So Casey had to stay home with him. Um, and he didn't eat a ton that day, but he was in a great mood, and he slept a lot. The following day, I started to not feel all that great in my stomach. I was like, eh, it's, I'm feeling kind of crummy. Flash forward to like 3 in the morning, I wake up vomiting violently everywhere, which progresses over the course. I vomit about 10 times total, which progresses to horrendous diarrhea, like really bad like all day every 15 minutes for the listeners loving picturing
0: this right now
1: yeah so uh i had to stay home from work in between my vomiting and and bouts of diarrhea i i passed out i was i was unconscious i slept for like 16 hours in between these bouts i only woke up to vomit and and crap all over the toilet that was what i did right And that was the day I was supposed to watch Max at home, Daddy Daycare Day. I did not. Casey stayed home and watched him. At about five in the afternoon, on the day that I am still puking and having diarrhea, Casey starts to feel sick. And we have one bathroom in my house because my other bathroom is currently being renovated. Oh, no. So um, she starts to vomit. And she starts... She vomits far more violently than i did like the worst i have ever heard like she thought she was going to have to go to the hospital it was so bad and then her diarrhea starts so we're swapping in and out of the bathroom it's listen it's a beautiful thing marriage is wonderful let me tell you marriage is a wonderful thing because you get through moments like this and you're like you know what i still i still love you more than anything even after that so um that took that was like a 48 hour thing <laughs> we took the next day to recover we are blessed to have some family up here because Casey's mom took Max along with her sister. They took Max to Casey's mom's house and stayed with him there. Oh, so the, so they could get sick too? Was that the didn't. idea? They didn't because Max was already not sick anymore. So thankfully, they did not get sick. Um, so they took Max, and that was a trying two days in my life. But it's it was it's done. It it was good. I learned a lot. I learned that. You can survive with one bathroom with two people puking and diarrhea, and it's not fun, but you can do it. That's what I learned. Wow. Good yeah. lesson. We all so learned something to,
0: today. Thanks to Nurgle for that. Thanks, Nurgle, for that. Yeah. And on that uh, very clean, pristine note, let's talk yeah, about, talk about, about
1: Video game news. stuff, right?
0: Video game stuff. Yeah. 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 Before we get into games, let's talk about what's like, actually going on in the gaming world right now, because we never do that.
1: Something that goes something that's going on in the gaming world that interests us because there's plenty other stuff that's going on in the gaming world that we won't talk about at all these are just things that interest us sure. so sorry sorry listener if like we don't get to some new game that came out that had a crazy launch that we didn't know about oh I thought you were talking about like gamergate which is kind of over
0: mostly. no
1: I wasn't talking about that at all oh, I'm just sorry about there's in- I'm just talking about there's a lot of video game news And we probably won't get to a lot of it. Sure.
0: Yeah, we only have four articles. Well, three and a half articles, kind of. Yeah. Well, I'll do my first couple. They're very short. Um, The 20th anniversary PlayStation 4. Did you check that out? I
1: saw it. It's beautiful. It looks
0: awesome. They're only making like 12,000 units worldwide. Did you know that? So so you got to like get on it then. You got to like, I I don't know. I mean, they're going to sell it immediately, right? Yeah, you'll you'll obviously have to pre-order it. If, like, I mean, I'm going to try to pre-order it. Like, I, that's an investment. I want to know what percentage of people you think will actually open that PS4. I mean, like, like 14,000 copies,
1: come on. People, 80%. 80%. Ga, gamers will squat on anything, right? 80%, 80%, I say open it and use it.
0: Yeah, this is one of those specific things that gamers will specifically just buy to squat. That's what I'm going to do. I will legitimately spend $500 on this console just to squat on it. And resell it in ten years for
1: god knows how much. I did you you just asked me what I thought, right? Yeah. I said eighty percent of people will buy it and open it and use it. Oh you said that? Yes. I think I you're think wrong. that more I and that's fine. So but but it's cool looking. It's it's awesome looking.
0: Well, I'm gonna try to squat on it if I can. Okay. That's but fair. It, even if for a week, because you can turn around and resell it in two weeks once they're sold out. In the first day, because that's what's going to happen. You sell them two weeks for like a thousand bucks. Easy. Maybe. Maybe two grand. Maybe more.
1: Uh, it could. It's $3 million per. I mean, $3 million uh, per. So I, I'm it's gonna, definitely going to. be. It's going to be the new gold bar.
0: I'm definitely going to try to get one. I, I have enough of a credit card limit to where I can afford this. So mm-hmm. let's bring it. Bring it, Sony. Let's do Good it. Good for you. Ah sure. Uh another cool thing that caught my eye is uh, Kotaku reported on this and I I'm not going to open the link because my computer will break. So I can't remember the speedrunners, but there are two speedrunners doing a month-long Final Fantasy marathon speedrun on Twitch TV. Uh they're going to see who can finish 21 Final Fantasy games first. They gave them a month to do it. So, so that's, that's one
1: through that's one through 13, 13. Three. Yeah, no, but it's, th- and then excluding 11 and uh and well obviously 14. So you've got like 12 games in there. Well, that's then... 13
0: total cuz you've got 132 okay. and 133 to fill in those gaps. So that's 13 if you include the 13 trilogy. And right. then game number 14 will be Final Fantasy 10 2. Uh I believe uh oh wow, that's seven more, aren't there? Wow. Oh, um uh there are two Final Fantasy 4 games in there. There's Final Fantasy four: the after years, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And then Final Fantasy 4 there's a mid quill or something on PSP. They're,
1: they're trying to do that in a month, in 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 one month. Yeah. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much one a day.
1: That is brutal.
0: Yeah. Uh, the one that I was watching as of December third was on Final Fantasy three. The other streamer was offline, so I couldn't see his progress. And then you can pay on their uh, incentive page to get them to try to like throw in Chrono Trigger. Or something um sure i don't know if final fantasy mystic quest is in there but uh, i don't even
1: know how you would do 13 like i don't know how you could do 13 fast because there literally is like that first part all the way until you you hit grand pulse in that game yeah you like i think it would it could take everybody the same amount of time we could all speed run that because you have to do a very long linear lead up to it yeah it's 20 hours straight up
0: right there um while. What was interesting to me is I thought they said no skipping cutscenes. I don't know if that's true, but so that's an interesting
1: thing to take a look at. When does it start, or has it already started? It's
0: already started. Yeah, it's all the month of December. Whoever can do it
1: first, if they so, can, so hit Twitch guys and take a look at. Uh, at yeah, if you're yeah. interested in Final Fantasy speedruns, take a look there.
0: Yeah, I think it might include like uh, Final Fantasy VII, um, Crisis Core, uh, maybe Final Fantasy Seven, like Dirge of Cerberus. Um, it could. Of... It could be any of the Legend games from Game Boy as well. I don't think the Legend games are in it, but I have to double check, um, which I'm yeah. not going to do. So anyway, uh, yeah, please check that out. Uh, I think it's going to be fun. I'll watch it. And there's a link on the Kotaku um, uh, article that has a side-by-side, the the two Twitch streamers, which is Pretty very cool. cool. Um, do your, your story next, Ubisoft. I didn't hear anything about this.
1: So Assassin's Creed Unity came out, and it had, had – I think they've patched it since it came out, but it had – a crazy number of just game-breaking bugs in it. And it was like touted as their big Triple Assassin's Creed title, right? Um you should look at some of the facial texture disappearing. It makes it makes these horror monster looking NPCs in the game. Like they look they look like they're straight out of a horror movie. It's awesome. Um, but it's so bad, and there were so many bad bugs, so many issues with the launch, that they have uh dropped their season pass which is a thing that a lot of games do now a lot of triple a games do they've dropped their season pass completely and everybody is getting the first dlc for free their first paid dlc is just going to be automatically downloaded as a as a makeup for that didn't they just release an assassin's creed game like six months ago yeah there's like six in two years or something like that now it's it's dumb the number is dumb um and to piggyback on broken launches so it was just a horrible launch uh to piggyback on broken launches uh the master chief collection the the halo master chief collection came out for the Xbox 1 and their matchmaking has been it's probably fixed now but was broken for days like people bought that for the multiplayer stuff and the the matchmaking just didn't work you couldn't play the multiplayer really yeah, it would be like... And and isn't that a crazy thing for, for Halo to have happen? Like, that was always a solidly launched series whenever they came out with a new game. So that's super surprising. But it would be like getting a Call of Duty game and not being able to play the multiplayer on that when it first came out. It would be... out. People would be up in arms, right? So there's just this... There's this rash of, of AAA games. Like, these were like the two big games. They came out on the same day and had... Horrible launches, just horrible launches. And Assassin's Creed is that?
0: I know it's cross-platform, but are they like? I know Microsoft has all these exclusive DLCs for the Call of Duty series. Is Ubisoft more closely aligned with Sony, Um, or is it? Is it just split even? I thought I I feel like I associate them slightly more with Sony for some
1: Assassin's Creed Unity, like that was Sony leading. So whenever they did advertisements, it was Sony that they advertised for. Um, and so was Destiny. But I can't think of any other Ubisoft games now. I can't think of any other Ubisoft games off the top of my head that were AAA games that, and what platform they they went forward with first.
0: Okay, cool. I was just kind of asking because if they were Sony-aligned, that would mean that each of the big three console makers had a bit of a botched launch this month because Assassin's Creed Unity would go to Sony maybe. Uh no it would that
1: one definitely was sony leading
0: okay great so yeah so sony botched uh, sony in sony's area uh assassin's Unity was botched microsoft botched the halo launch and then the story i was going to talk about nintendo botched the gamecube controller adapter
1: launch which i'm have you heard about this no but if there's a problem with that that's a big deal for anybody who you know was a competitive smash brothers because i can't imagine they would want to use anything but the gamecube controller right um yes and no well
0: uh, you know that's that's what i thought so uh if you didn't hear nintendo you have to buy a special controller adapter to plug in gamecube controllers to your wii u right you could order that with the game but they sold out of that immediately those packages and as of
1: right now that adapter is only said to work for super smash brothers now uh, uh, assumedly they would make that work for lots of other games as well but as of right now, they've only said that they have plans to have that work for Super Smash Brothers. Wait, really? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I know. And, and that's just because they don't, then they don't have to make good on a promise if they can't keep it. Well, the gamers at large crew
0: um, predicted that they were launching that adapter because they're going to start announcing a virtual console for GameCube games.
1: Yeah, and that would make total sense. Which
0: makes a lot of sense. So I would... But since
1: they haven't announced that yet, like if they announced that, and then for some reason it didn't work, then they would have to go back on that. Sure.
0: So, well, we'll see. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, yeah they sold out immediately. And um, I did not pre-order it because, uh, as we know, I was in Mexico uh, when the game was released. So I opted to just download the game. I figured I'd get the adapter the next day so I wouldn't have to, like have it shipped to my place and have shipping issues and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Bad mistake, bad mistake. So I walk into GameStop, and I'm like, hey, do you have any GameCube controller adapters? And the girl there, this woman, this f***ing woman at the the GameStop, is like, nope, all sold out everywhere. No one's got them. Like, (coughs) as if, like, it was... Not like she. It's not like like she, in a like in a snarky way. But it's not like she even took pleasure in it. She wasn't like, "Oh no, sorry, honey, you're screwed." It was yeah. just this like such this dick matter of fact for no reason, and, and uh, it just maybe like she had a really bad day. That was the whole conversation, though. No, it was her personality. It was her winning personality, mm-hmm. Uh and and she's like. I was like, do you think they have a Best Buy? She's like, people coming over from Best Buy. No, we don't have it either. They don't don't got it either. I'm just like, really? You can't say, like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, Nintendo botched the launch. Like, yeah, Yeah. sorry, they're sold out. Like, that sucks. I empathize as a human being because she was a monster. She She had tattoos. (laughs) But she she
1: didn't empathize. I, I think
0: she had a pierced nose or something and, like, a pierced, like, a pierced
1: heart. And and, and
0: one eye and, and one leg. Sticking, dude, I did not like this woman. She was yucky.
1: And yeah, I, like, okay, so...
0: You know what's funny? At that location, almost every time I go in, there's a female GameStop and Play, which I think is awesome. I love that they're a girl. Game. Like, I get excited. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it's a person that likes video games and is female. Like, 90% of my friends that I've made as an adult, this could be fun to actually mm-hmm. talk to somebody that's not a dude that likes video games. Um And this time there were two girls working, and the other one seemed quite polite and pleasant, but I had to deal with, like, I'm a monster. She looked like Wart from Super Mario Bros. 2. Uh Uh-huh. Like, in every way. She bothered me. But that's bad customer service. If somebody comes in and something's out of stock, be a little, like, it's not like you have to apologize, like, it's your fault. You don't have to be like, oh, please, sir, forgive me. I did not mean to offend you with my rudeness. Like, like no, it's not like it's your fault that Nintendo didn't make enough. But don't be like, oh, yeah, yeah you're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> Good luck. Go on eBay. Um, They're going for, like, 100 bucks on eBay, but I'm just going to wait. That's but so
1: dumb.
0: To your point about the controller. I've been playing on 3DS for the last month and I started playing on the Wii U GamePad, exact same controller setup. At this point I'm honestly used to the new
1: controller. Is um, it the Is it the exact same controller setup? It's exact same controller setup. Does and the right stick it's used as like a C-stick on the game on yeah. the GameCube controller?
0: Yeah, in fact it's it's a step up from the Nintendo DS because for 3DS you don't have a C-stick like controller. Right. You know, so this was a step up. Um, I'm very comfortable with it. If I wanted an even smaller controller, I could switch to the classic controller, which I have, or a Wii U classic controller pro, which I, I could get. But, um, but at this point, I'm, I'm very acclimated to the controller, um, like really acclimated. So uh, it, it's not becoming as big a deal as, as, as I originally thought it would. Okay. Honestly. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the, how the competitive scene
1: kind of like deals with it. But. I have a feeling they'll probably stick with the GameCube controller. I just have a feeling because it's so, like, your your hands are closer together. You've got a little more, I don't know. I, sometimes, you know, I, I, lo- I like the Wii U gamepad a lot for a lot of things. But my hands sometimes feel really far apart. And I don't know why that feels, un- like, uncomfortable. But there are certain situations where that feels like like I have less control for whatever reason. And maybe it's just my own personal perception. But that's what it feels like sometimes with my hands being that far apart. This because you have tiny girl hands and you're freakishly small. I do not have large hands. You're actually
0: correct. They're not tiny, but they're not large. Are you wearing a Triforce hoodie, by the way? I am. Okay, it just looked lopsided on the camera and it was freaking me yeah, out.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty, yeah. Looks good.
0: Well, I know, it's very comfortable. Uh, we're talking about Smash Brothers now, so might as well talk about it.
1: Yeah, I'll be back.
0: You'll be at <laughs> when in an hour?
1: Is that all it's gonna take?
0: Oh, at least. Well, um, uh, yeah. So you've probably heard about Smash Brothers, Wii U somewhere else by now, or you is have not and have. Played is it that first. the official title, by the way? Smash Brothers for Nintendo Wii U. Smash like Brothers you, for Wii U. When you turn on the game, it says
1: Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. It doesn't
0: actually say anything. It just pops up the title. says Super, it Smash, is Brothers for Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. That's a stupid name.
1: That's fine. The game's probably awesome. That's a really dumb name.
0: Yeah, I know, right? So I don't know. But uh, so you you were texting me and and you it were could like have been
1: scuffle. Like you've got melee, you've got brawl, scuffle. Scuffle is dumb. Better than for Wii U. It's not. No, scuffle is really bad. Hang on. I, while you're talking, I'm gonna look up synonyms for brawl. Keep keep talking.
0: Good, can't wait for this. Well, you were texting me asking me, like, oh, is it pretty much the same as Smash Brothers for 3DS? And it's totally not, like, at all. Okay. So, the two were actually, I, like, I was astonished with how different they were. Because, you know, I got Smash for 3DS. And I'm playing it, and I'm playing it, and I'm playing it. And then finally I get to the point where I'm like, I don't even want to play this every day anymore. I still love it, but I don't need to play it every day. Am I going to pick uh, up ba-
1: Smash? Battle Royal? It's probably Perfect. trademarked by somebody. Super Smash Brothers Battle Royal. Probably
0: trademarked by somebody.
1: Also Clash. too long. Clash. Clash would be all right. Donnybrook? That's not a thing. <laughs> a fracas? Oh my gosh! Free for all? That's a mode, so you can't use that. Free for all. A rhubarb?
0: Nope. A, We're not a, playing a, pie. A riot. Smash Brothers Riot, that has a negative connotation, and also Riot Games would be, um, I'm not pleased with that.
1: A Tumult? Unless they featured a character from
0: Riot Games. Oh, what
1: about a Scrap? That's that's a fantastic word, I don't think it works in this sense. It doesn't. But Scrap's a great word. It is. Yeah, Scuffle? I don't know, there's gotta be a better word than for Wii U. Keep talking. That's not a word, that's two words. Wii U's not a word.
0: All right, so I thought I would get sick of, uh, I thought I'd turn it on, you know, have a couple new modes. Whatever. No, it's it's so different. It's so different. It's, it's so different. So I had a chance to play multiplayer over Thanksgiving weekend. Let's start with multiplayer because that's, like with the Master Chief Collection, a lot of people just get Smash Brothers full the multiplayer, right? Mm-hmm. Or primarily, I mean, I, Smash Brothers is a, is a lot more fun, I think, single player than, like, the Halo games. Halo games are fine, but really, it's that way about the Halo games. Come on. I've played a lot of Smash by myself and had fun. So the multiplayer is great, and they did something um, really, really smart. So I'm sitting in the living room playing with uh, a few friends over Thanksgiving, and you know how it is when you've got a bunch of people over playing Smash Brothers, right? Like, you pick a character, you do the level, somebody wins, you pick another character, you play a level, somebody wins, you just kind of keep doing that over and over again. And it's fun, and, like, that's fine, but after, like... An hour and a half of doing that.
1: Yeah, after eight hours of that, or eight
0: you hours, just, you yeah, know, you, you get just, to the point where it's like, okay, we beat the match, and then like we're back at the stage select or the character select screen again. Like, are we gonna play another one? Are we gonna keep going? Like, it's that. It's that kind of like, well, the match is over. Like, are we still doing? Was, I don't know.
1: There's like no. There's no. There's no persistence.
0: It's just kind of constant, and it, it's fine. I mean, we played that way for six to eight hours straight all the time in high school, but. They introduced this mode called Smash Tour, which is really, really fun. It is basically Smash Brothers Meets Mario Party.
1: that let me tell you something. That sounds just great. Anything where you can add Mario Party elements sounds like a really fun game. So it's like they took out their I'm not being sarcastic at all. They're like
0: it adds like two Mario Party elements. And it's mm, not the terrible. Is one of them random stars? It is not. Okay. So here's how it works. It's very fast-paced. It's not drawn out at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you each, like, it, you're on a game board, right? It's like a Mario Party game board. But on the screen are power-ups. You can power up any of your skills. You can power up speed, attack, defense, special attack, or your jumping, like, height. Okay. By walking around the board collecting items. You start with two characters randomly assigned to you. So let's say I'm playing I got Zelda and Marth, okay? Zelda and Marth are my characters. By walking around the board, you're powering up not only like your stats with whoever you're playing as, but also you're picking up extra trophies and extra game pieces to get more characters to add to your stock. Uh, while moving around so you you each hit the spinner at the same time and I'll move at the same time collecting things. Great. You could all hit the spinner, move, and then the turn's over, goes to turn two. So a turn takes, like, ten seconds. Very fast. Or, if your characters run into each other, it creates, like, a melee. So you all get thrown into a battle. It throws all four players into the battle, no matter who bumps into each other. All four players are now in a battle. The CPU automatically picks the front character in your stock of characters... So if you have Zelda, Link, and Marth, you'll get Zelda, whichever one's in the front of your stock of characters. Um automatically picks that one in the front of your stock. And then you can choose to either fight a melee as that character, or if you wanna if you hate that character, you don't want to play as them, you wanna take a you wanna go to the bathroom, you can hit X, and then the CPU will play that character for you. Which sounds awful, but it's not, and I'll get into that. Um and then you can pick an optional bonus for your character, like starts with a metal hat or starts with a giant with a super mushroom or starts with a ray gun or uh, select one other character to start at 50% damage or something like that. S- or you start with a home run bat. So uh, your character's picked. You pick whether you want to do it or the CPU's going to do it, and then you pick your little bonus. You go into a one-minute melee Uh, it's one stock, so you either kill each other or a couple people survive. Once you come out of the battle, whoever won steals one of the characters from someone else. So if I lose, then my Zelda or my Link goes to another character. And then we just resume play on the game board. So the object is, at the end of 10 or 15 or 20 or 25 turns, the cap is 25, by the way, not 100 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, At the end of up to 25 turns... Uh it you get into like a five minute melee or four minute melee or something with one stock of all the characters you've collected, so while playing um you know people that are winning these battles consistently get a bunch of characters, which is good, but yeah. there's also an element of randomness for the less good players if they use certain items on the game board or they. Uh, run into the right pieces on the game board, they can collect enough characters as well to kind of at least have three or four stock in the final battle. And then the final battle is just like a regular time match. The only difference is, instead of you constantly respawning as the same character, if I have Marth, Mr. Game & Watch, Luigi, Mario, and Donkey Kong, then my first life is Marth. I die. My second life is Mr. Game & Watch. I die. My third life is Mario and so on and so forth.
1: That actually sounds like a lot of fun. It is. It, it does. That sounds that sounds like a it sounds like something that's totally not serious though. Like it sounds like something you don't do if you're serious about about brawling in the game because you no. don't get a lot of control over it. But it sounds just like a totally cool little extra game mode that they added.
0: Yes, and it's brilliant because it it adds a little randomness and it takes away the monotony of just kind of like, oh, I'll just you know, pick another character for another match yeah. on another map. Um it, it's it's kind of random. It's um it's a little and 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 what I love about the fact that it lets you watch the CPU is like I got stuck with Diddy Kong one time, and Diddy Kong is literally my least favorite character in the game to play as, except for maybe Olimar because I hate Olimar in this game more than I've ever hated Olimar. Mm-hmm. So if I, if it gets Olimar, Diddy Kong, or sometimes Rosalina, I'm not a big fan of hers, um, I'll just hit X and let the CPU go. And there were a couple matches where I was playing Max and Will. There were a couple matches where like both Max and I had the CPU fight for us, and we were still really into watching. Because you're kind of, like, spectating, and you're kind of like, yeah, my guy's going to yeah. win. And you're, like, kind of cheering him yeah, on. Yeah, sure. But the three of us actually got really into, like, watching the CPU characters in some of these matches. And, again, like, you know, it's like if, if we were eating pizza or something, you know, I could be like, oh, I'm going to eat a piece of pizza, put down the controller, hit X or whatever, you know. And you can do the board game part with one hand. So you can be very hands-off. Or right. let's say you're playing with someone who's really bad at Smash Brothers. Like your little brother or your little sister who's, like, nine they can't compete against you. Just have them automatically have the computer fight, but they can still play the board game aspect and run around. So it's like an equalizer, and it makes the game fun. And uh, it's, it, like I said, it's very fast-paced. The first time I played through it, I, everything was flying up on the screen too fast for me to even really process. But they keep it really quick. So it's a really cool way to like – you know, it averages a minute a turn, so up to 25 minutes – you know, even set it for 10 or 15 minutes with your friends and you've got this little mini-game and all these fights, which is really cool. So that's my favorite thing they did with multiplayer. Um, other than adding 8-player Smash. You know about 8-player Smash, right? I do. Uh, did you get a chance to try any of that? Oh, my God, yes.
1: Yes. So you had you had 8 people there that were...
0: No, did not have 8 people, but you can set it to Oh, you CPU. CPUs, sure. Yeah, you CPUs. CPUs. Uh, three of us plus CPUs. Was but it ridiculous? It, uh, It was... It's pretty out of control. Um, I'd like to see it with eight people, um, but it, it's fun. I mean, it's, the only issue is it's hard to see because the map is always zoomed out. Well, it has to be. I mean, because you've got eight people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you get a little squinty with it, but, um, you know, that's not the worst thing in the world. And everyone's got a big TV these days, so not game-breaking. Yeah. I will say I didn't bring enough... So I only brought uh, th- basically three controllers home with me, and we ended up using my 3DS as a controller. Right. Because you can do that. Yep. Did you know that? I did. Oh, well, fine. I was excited. But that was fun, because I-, I used the 3DS controller the whole time, because I'm used to playing on a 3DS anyway, so why not? Yeah. Um, and that-, that worked perfectly, so that was cool. Um, But 8-Player Smash is cool, and I experienced a lot of it, because in Classic mode, there are... Classic Mode's a little different. You kind of uh you kind of select from four or five choices of what kind of battles you want to fight. So, for each round, I can I can do one-on-one with Marth or I can do one-on-five. Not like, I mean, five-person free for all, but I can fight like Donkey Kong and Rosalina and Rob and Luigi and uh and Ike in the same battle, right? So, there's a lot of like five to six to five to six player multiplayer action built into classic mode so you're already experiencing a lot of that like beyond four-player smash organically through the game and it works really well it's really fun actually Mm -hmm. so um they did a good job of, of incorporating that i just thought it was like oh a player smash tacked on at the end as a gimmick no it is fully integrated into the game the idea that you'll be smashing against more than four more than three opponents so um so that's really cool and organic um so so there's all that. So multiplayer's fun. I like the way they revamped it and introduced the Smash Tour. Smash Tree you can do by yourself, of course, as well. Um and the any, are-, are there
1: any exclusive single player modes like Subspace Emissary? Other than like the classic go through the go there, through the, the rigmarole of doing the you always know, fight like a eight different matches and then fight master Hand or whatever. Right,
0: sure, sure, sure. So um so in that regard and this is this is where it's actually I want to say something I thought that I almost preferred in the 3DS version. So first of all, let me say, I, I know you liked Subspace Emissary, and I did too for the story. Um, I will say I'm not missing it. I don't feel like it's necessary on top of the rest of the content. There is, there is more than enough single-player content that has kept me very engaged.
1: There was just um, some really cute little stuff that it did. Like the there, like the, there the was. little movies were awesome they were really good
0: it was really well done and it was awesome and it was awesome and but i think nintendo realized people will play this once and for the most part that's kind of it um all of the other modes in this game all the modes in this game are are highly replayable um and more bite-sized and i i think it makes sense in changing what the times uh, you know, you and I have talked extensively on this podcast about how we don't have most, enough, as much time these days. Right. You know, I don't have like 30 hours to spend going through Subspace Emissary because I'll never go through it again. But I do have time to go into an event match that lasts a minute, try to like beat the event or whatever, and then go to another one. Mm-hmm. Do you remember event matches in Brawl and Melee? Yes. They had like the 50 events and it would be like, yes. Uh, yes. you're Donkey Kong, fight you're- Peach or yes. whatever.
1: Fight, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, they have events in this game, and they are ridiculously hard.
1: Right. Okay, like,
0: good. I'm only playing them on hard mode, and there are three, at least, so far, that I don't know that I'll ever be able to beat. I mean, they're just ridiculous. Um, They're all fun. I also did several two-player events, because they always offer two-player events, Um, I did those with Will and actually with Guy later in the weekend for hours. And uh, let me tell you, also quite difficult, but so fun. So fun. And they write cute little backstories for them. Like one was um, the princess is tired of being kidnapped so she's called up her friends. This is a two-player event match that I played with Guy for an hour probably before we beat it. I played as uh, Bowser and he played as Bowser Jr., and it's on Yoshi's story. you remember the map Yoshi's story? Yeah we're not Yoshi's story. Uh, Yoshi's the one with the the slopes on either side and the blocks, the flippy yellow blocks in the yes. middle. it was in melee and brawl. I believe it was in melee for sure. Um, on that Yoshi level, it's Bowser and Bowser Jr and we're fighting against six female characters all at the same time. all at the same time. <laughs> That's on super that funny. map. Uh, like Rosalina Lucina I think uh, a bunch of them Uh, anyway um, uh, Zero Suit Samus or whatever the object of that event match is to defeat all of the characters except Peach so you automatically lose if you kill Peach and there are six characters fighting
1: you oh my god that sounds miserable (laughs) it was like
0: it it seriously took us at least 45 minutes to beat it was amazing but it was so fun and so gratifying when we beat it so, um, but, but all of those have little cutesy write-ups, and they're all like, like uh, Prince, the Peach, Peach is tired of, like, whatever it, it is, uh, so she's called in some friends to help or whatever. Um, there's one that's like, Kirby's really hungry, you need to feed him, and in that event, you have to just grab a bunch of food to heal him back to full health, because he started at 120% damage. Mm-hmm. The idea is you, and, and the map is the Great Cave Offensive, have you, you Oh, that's that? cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's it's the whole thing. Like, blo- <laughs> it's, it's really oh, okay. fun. Oh yeah. yeah, no. Blake was really happy. It was a map. He was really that's exciting. really cool. Yeah. Um. So. Um. So they have little stories written into the event mode. It's not just like oh, beat this fight every time. It's a lot of times. It's. Um. The other one that we did, I did this with. I think I don't remember who I did this with, but it was a long time. Um. Playing on the the Star Fox level, the one that's the three platforms and it's the ship kind of tilting back and forth. You know. Yeah. Um there's one where Mr. Game Watches are falling from the sky, and you can't let them touch the floor. You have to knock them all out of midair before they touch the floor. But at one point in that match, there are four Game & Watches falling at the same time. So you have to, like, jump... And they'll all die in one hit. But you're playing as Fox and Falco, the fastest characters in the game, who have very awkward uh, aerial attacks. So that took us, like, at least a half hour to beat. It was ridiculous. Um... But there's a lot of variety there, and I like the variety in the gameplay. And so that's that's where they kind of get their storytelling rocks off, I think, in this game. Yeah, um, It isn't as cute with those videos as Subspace Emissary, but there's a little bit of creativity there, and the challenge is stupid. So it, there's that. Yeah, um, for sure. But but I really like that. So the events are really good. The vulnerable player events are good. There's all-star mode, as always, classic mode. And then two new um, single-player modes, Master Order and Crazy Order. Master order is um, it'll give you three options: easy, medium, or hard. Uh, it'll say like, "Here's who you fight." Like medium is you have to fight Bowser and Donkey Kong, and you have two minutes to do it, and they have like plus twenty five percent damage to you. And then if you clear that, you get a customizable outfit, or you get a customizable uh, like a, a extra attack or an extra weapon or something for like Pikachu or or whatever. Or something like that. Because you know you can customize characters, right?
1: Yeah, not for like the competitive play, but just for your own personal... Correct, yes. Yeah, yeah
0: it's banned in most tournaments, of course, because why not? But yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, so you can... Um, so, uh, so Master Order basically gives you instant gratification. You beat a match, you win some stuff. Crazy Order, you have to enter by paying with a crazy ticket would you get through, like, random events in the game, or 5,000 coins, which is a lot of coins, actually, like, a lot of coins, Um, but you pay to do this crazy order, and basically, you just keep fighting matches as long as you want until you just, and you don't, you recover, like, a little health between battles, and eventually, after you're up to, like, 100% damage or something, you'd be like, okay, all right, I'm done, I'm gonna fight Crazy Hand now, and then you fight crazy hand and then you win like all these awards like new CDs like for songs and new customizable equipment and stuff like that. Right. So um so it's really cool. So they have these cool rewards modes. They have Trophy Rush. There there is there are a there's a huge variety of single player content. Um that said um there is something close to Subspace Emissary in the 3DS version called the 5-minute smash run. I've talked to you about this. Yes. It's Subspace Emissary. They've got all the enemies, Koopa Troopa, all that stuff, on a large map. One huge map. It's the same map every time, but it's huge. You'll never go to like the same path twice ever. This big-ass map, and you run around it, fight these guys, get the power-ups like you do in Smash Tour to power up your character, and then you've got a little melee battle at the end. There's no Smash run in the Wii U version, and I kind of wish they had had that there. Because it's a good um, mode? Because it's a good mode. But again, there is so much content packed into everything else. There are no events in the 3DS version. There's no Master Order or Crazy Order. So I do like the way that they do it a lot in in the Wii U version. Um, So if you only own one version and you want some more variety after the Wii U version, I would recommend getting both, honestly. I really think that Smash Run is almost that, that much worth it. And Classic Mode is different in the two games. It's totally different. In, um, in the 3DS version, you kind of move along a path and pick one of three paths to go around. And in the Wii U version, you're, you're choosing who to fight. You're assigned a rival at the beginning of your like game board play. You kind of move your little trophy around a little map. Um, so they're done very, very differently. And uh, and and in in and I guess the final boss of the hardest difficulty level in the Wii U version is like substantially different than the one in the 3DS version. Mm-hmm. So um so there is a lot of difference and it, it really struck me because again I've not gotten bored at all of of
1: the single player modes. Um so that's all very good. Um yeah. So so a couple things you skipped over on the list. Things I'm curious and definitely amiibos. So what's up with that? Did, did you <laughs> bought one right? But, oh, I should have I
0: grabbed it from my living room for the podcast. I got a Samus Amiibo. Unfortunately, not the one with two arm cannons. Did you see that? No, it got made incorrectly. They mismanufactured one, and it's going for $1,000 on eBay. Can believe that. Because, of course, it is. Uh, but, yeah, I got the Samus Amiibo. I don't know why. Because okay. I didn't know what it does.
1: So you don't know how it works. Have you yeah, used no, it? I, I
0: I use, you know, guys thinking was, well, if you get like, thinking about a new Metroid game in the next year or so, you know, you get a Samus amiibo, you know, you could probably touch it and there'll probably be benefits for that. So I'm like, well, it's an investment. Cool. When the Metroid game comes out, I can tap my amiibo and it'll do something cool. Awesome. Because the place I went to was sold out of Link. I would have gotten that for Hyrule Warriors, whatever. Mm-hmm. So here's how it works. You train your amiibo. Um, Which is just the character in the game. So, yeah, you scan you scan in Samus, and then suddenly there's a CPU Samus, right? So that's exciting, right? Right. Um, and uh, I got the level one CPU Samus, and then we put it in a fight with a couple computers. Okay, it, it like, gains a level a couple minutes into the fight. Level two, all right? Gains a level level three. Gains a level four. All right, cool. So it beats these computers. All right, so I'm like, okay. So put them against harder computers. It beats them, harder computers. Then we start playing, because we were eating beef beefaroo the best fast food in northern illinois uh we're eating beefaroo so we're watching this amiibo fight and uh then i'm like i I think i'm supposed to train it i think it's supposed to emulate the way that i play because i'm pretty sure that's how a fox amiibo got third in a tournament is because its trainer was a really good player trained its fox and then the fox learned its moves and kind of like kicked butt in the tournament right so I pick Samus for multiplayer, and I start playing as Samus, and I'm fighting it, and it wins a couple matches. We're doing four-player matches, We're wins a few matches here and there, gets second a couple times. I start to notice it starts to act like me, like part of my strategy as Samus was I spent I spent like part of a match, kind of like not not avoiding everyone, but like on the other side of the map, charging up my beam, shooting a couple of super missiles, charge my beam, stuff like that. Notice a couple matches later. I'm like fighting, you know, the two human opponents and I'm looking around the map and I'm realizing like Samus is on the other side of the map and she's charging her beam. And then she drops down and shoots a couple super missiles. It's like, okay, that's interesting. So I notice I'm not grabbing at all because Samus' grab isn't that great. So I start to grab. Just start to uh, shield more and start grabbing with my beam or whatever. Next match rolls around. She grabs me a couple times and throws me down, combos me a little bit. So, you train your amiibo to act like you. That's weird. It's weird. And in between matches, you can feed it. So, in the game, you can equip your... The souls
1: of your decimated enemies?
0: Yeah, right? You can equip your either your characters, like Link and Zelda and Ganondorf and and Mario and all that, or your Mii Fighters... With equipment that raises your attack, defense, or speed, and whenever it raises, one it lowers another, like a uh, rock, paper, scissors. So, if you raise your, excuse me, if you raise your attack, I believe it lowers you, your speed. When
1: you raise rock, you lower paper.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. So, when you raise your defense, it lowers your speed. When you raise your speed, it lowers your attack. When you raise your attack, it lowers your defense. Something like that. So, um, you collect these customizable items throughout the game to equip on your characters. Well. In between matches, you can feed it to your amiibo, which means they eat it, which means you can no longer equip it on anybody, but it's a permanent stat boost. So I just kept feeding it a bunch of defense items. Can you, but get, then
1: it's, can you get multiple copies of these items? Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, you get okay. them, you get them sure. through classic mode and through uh, trophy rush, and you, you get them while you play yeah. the game. It's like getting trophies, but different. Um, and you feed them, and they're permanently gone, but your amiibo gets them. So, like, last time I checked, my Samus had, like, plus 80 defense. We got to the point where we were—I was, like, smash attacking her. Like, oh, uh, you know how the C-Stick was just, like, a smash attack in that direction in the last game? Uh, in this game, the C-Stick is holding the smash attack. So you can hold—you can you can hit the C-Stick right and hold it there, and you'll charge your smash attack. So it's it's just a minor difference in the control. So you can charge your smash attack using the C-Stick now instead of just being a quick attack. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had, like, partially charged a, a smash attack and used it point blank on the Samus at, like, 150 or 170%, and it knocked her, like, halfway across the level. And that was it because her defense is so high now. So that's another part of, uh, actually, the explanation of how that Fox won third place in a Smash tournament. Because the stats were a little boosted. And it was harder to launch. And what does
1: that give you to train your amiibo? What can you do with that? You can have
0: it fight other amiibo?
1: I don't know.
0: Um, They're fun to train. Does that make sense? Yeah. But, like, like, you... but like for me, it's, like, to what end? Sure. Um some people catch a level 70 Mewtwo in Pokemon and they and they can't use Mewtwo except to fight the Elite Four, but because, it's banned from online play. Yeah and because, they'll level them
1: up anyway. Right. Well I guess I guess more like did do they put a mode in there specifically like for your amiibo? Cause like I could see I could see a great a great thing where like they would just put a a mode where it's like, like set your amiibo off on this journey and you you have to make sure that you have it trained in a certain way to fight like through a gauntlet of stuff sure i think it's partially to
0: train yourself i think part of it is if you do a good job training an amiibo and then feed it some stat boosts and then fight it suddenly you've got this like epic thing that you're battling far beyond a level nine or stacking the deck against you. I think that the ceiling of difficulty has been raised in Smash Brothers to a ludicrous almost level just by the single player mode, and I think that this amiibo makes it even higher. I think that pro players will train amiibo and sell them. Absolutely. I will 100% fight an amiibo trained by a professional Smash player. I'd pay 20 bucks for that. Now, Amiibo's retail for almost fifteen. So I don't know how, you know, I don't know how yeah. much people will be willing to pay. Am I going to pay fifty bucks for an Amiibo that PC Chris trained or Ryu Two King? I don't know. I mean, I won't. Who will? Where is that market? I don't think there's a huge market for it. But perhaps Smash players trying to train each other in tournaments. You know, if you've got an East Coast crew and a West Coast crew meeting at a in a crew battle in. Uh, In Indianapolis or something, maybe they trade Amiibo, or maybe they bet Amiibo, or maybe they're doing money matches with Amiibo. I don't know. Yeah, I think this is going to be the kind of thing that, and I think this is unfortunate. I think Nintendo just kind of put a basic function out there, and they're going to just let people figure out how to use them. I I don't like that necessarily, but I think it will become more apparent what their purpose is and what their usefulness is. Because there are so many people that will be using them, they will figure it out. Sure, and I don't think that's apparent yet. I it it wasn't immediately obvious to me why am I doing this. You know, um, I will say it was fun to. It was more fun to fight my amiibo than it was to fight random level nine CPUs. I will say that by the end we were <laughs> we you can name him. We we named we named we named it, it Seamus because. Pro wrestling, so we named Samus Seamus. So we, we kept referring to the amiibo as Seamus and calling it a he because Seamus is the pro wrestler's name that we were referring to. So okay. we kept talking about Seamus, and that was kind of fun. Like it was like a fourth person was in the room. So maybe really lonely people can train their amiibo and name them. It's like a girl's having a little tea party with their stuffed animals, only you're fighting robots okay. in a video game. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I, I don't. I mean, I, you know. Honestly, the my my money investment in this Amiibo is more for the entertainment and curiosity because I yeah. no one knows. No one knows what the hell these things are for. From reading about them, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean they I, didn't. I like they everyone, did, they certainly did not do a good job of explaining whatever it is that they are.
0: Yeah, and I can't either. And maybe I'm missing something. I I you don't know what. I wonder getting... if
1: maybe you know what I wonder if maybe it's just an action figure with a cool side thing. Maybe that's all it is. It could maybe be. Just, yeah. Maybe it's just an excuse to collect figures. Which I mean, people like to do that too.
0: And maybe um, I I will say I wish I'd gotten Donkey Kong because I love Donkey Kong in this game. Can we just talk about how good Donkey Kong is? He's really good.
1: Yeah. Let's talk. He's about really him.
0: good. I really like Donkey Kong in this game a lot, and I should have gotten the Donkey Kong Amiibo because I play as him. I don't play as Samus. I play sometimes as Samus, but it came down to I'm not going to buy Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. I've heard it's a phenomenal game. I might borrow it from Blake, but I'm not going to buy it, and it's not Amiibo-compatible. So why am I going to get that when I could buy the Samus and when the Metroid comes out, inevitably it will have some kind of amiibo functionality, right? So it was seen as at least it'll pay off at some point, probably. (laughs) That's not a good reason to buy something, probably. And I heard the Hyrule Warriors bonus isn't really great unless you get Link, so there's that. But, um, I don't know. I I mean, you're not going to need one, for sure. You will have no purpose for it. Yeah but right. somebody will and i don't know who that is but listener maybe it's you based on what you've learned
1: yeah you i mean it doesn't sound like there's a like there's a there's a lot of functionality there yet correct i agree i agree yeah and that's fine that's fine
0: yeah i i don't know what the i don't know what the strategy is i don't know if i don't know
1: maybe Nintendo just wanted to make a to print more money. The, strat- <laughs> the strategy, maybe, is that down the road we get a game like Skylanders. That's like an overhead 2D action game that uses Nintendo characters from all the different franchises. And you have to have the amiibo to use the character. And that's fine. And I, I would yeah. play
0: that because I already have a figure.
1: Absolutely. And that's, maybe that's the end game. And maybe they're yeah. just trying to add this other functionality in where they can. Because it sounds like this game doesn't need the amiibo thing. It's just like an oh, it extra. Does. Yeah, it's just an extra thing that, that feels like it's added in there that they've kind of tacked on a little bit. Yeah, it's it's there. Yeah.
0: So I don't know. But uh anyway, yeah. The only thing I didn't cover was online play. You heard my epic rant about how well, much so, I hate. Let's talk
1: about that next time because I do I do want to know about that and I, I want you that is your that is your homework. Over the next week, <laughs> spend a little time with online stuff because that's really where people like me. Like, your, your single-player information is valuable to me, but it is not what's going to sell me on this game, and I knew that. It sounds good, but no matter how good you made it sound, it wasn't going to be the thing that sold me on it. So, yeah, do me a favor and spend some time with a single-player. You mean like, multiplayer? Multiplayer, yeah, sorry. But I have. Then talk about it next week. <laughs> because it's okay. getting late. It's
0: getting late. Oh, I would... I mean, I was gonna spend like thirty seconds on but
1: it, but I've got questions about it.
0: Okay, we'll get to the online multiplayer for Smash Brothers for Wii U next week, but I will at least tell you it's not as bad as the 3DS. That's all I'll say. Okay, it's good. in fact tolerable, which I knew nothing. Uh, but we'll, I'll knew... get into the details of it next week. Yeah,
1: I knew nothing about the 3DS version other than I heard a lot of complaints about it. So yeah, the and, 3DS was garbage, and frankly, tolerable is is as far as an adjective for me is not good enough to sell me on it. Like I I want more than tolerable if that's my main purpose of the game. So,
0: well, uh, tomorrow, well, uh, Wolfen has been playing online a bunch and he says, hook up your Wii U to an ethernet cable. He's pissed at people that go Wi Fi. Is your router anywhere near your Wii U? Uh, it is actually. Oh, well, all right. Well, if you can get an ethernet cable, that'd be great. Uh, tomorrow in the mail, thanks to my cyber Monday binge, I'm getting a brand new modem and router. So uh, I'll hook that up, get the online play going, because we all know my internet connection is, is it's fine. Spotty it's sometimes. Enough, it's good enough to podcast, but it can be spotty. It's not phenomenal by any stretch of the imagination. So brand new modem, brand new router uh, should improve some things, and maybe I'll hardwire my Wii U, and, and I'll let you know full report. Um, but I, I will tell you I had some matches with little to no lag.
1: Which is, sounds great.
0: So, it, it yeah, so uh, I have not played extensively enough to definitively tell you, yeah, it's really super smooth, because I did play one or two super laggy matches, but again, that's on my spotty internet. So, um, that said, we'll get into it more, but I will say it it's not so bad that I'm just like, nope, forget about it, you right. know? I, I, I have very high hopes, I'm optimistic, I think it's going to deliver, uh, because from what I've seen, it can, and it has to a degree, so I just haven't done much of it. So we'll talk about multiplayer in Smash Wii U next week. But, Excellent. Yeah, my main, my main takeaway is this game blew my expectations out of the water. It is inc- insanely difficult uh, c- compared to any other Smash game. The AI is is absolutely brutally aggressive. I mean, it's like you get knocked off the stage. They don't stand there and wait for you anymore, John. They double jump off the stage, knock you back off, and then do their up B to knock you back off again if you try to come back. Like, they're ruthless the ai is so much better than it has ever been in smash brothers i mean that
1: sounds pretty good
0: it's good when you play on the hard stuff you're playing the hard stuff it's yeah. it's no longer mindless whatever so um it's good it's it's that's why it's so fun to play, and that that's why it was hard for me to describe to you the difference in the single-player mode. Because, you know, single-player mode in Melee and Brawl and 3DS even, you can kind of outsmart the computer. You right. know its patterns. Right, because
1: that might actually make it a little more appealing for the single-player stuff for somebody like me who was only interested in multiplayer. Because at some point in both Melee and Brawl, we would get to the point where you could place three level 9 computers, and that I mean, that would be it. Like, yes. And there was no place to go from there. And that is definitely no longer the case. <laughs>
0: Which is great. So, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's that big of a difference. And it's not like little stuff like, oh, you're a casual player, you won't notice. It's like you'll notice you're getting your ass handed to right. you. Right. And maybe I'll get better, but uh, damned if I – there are some of these event matches, John, I am just getting there, – there's a the one where you have to fight eight characters, and I'll beat three. I, I can't get past that. <laughs> like
1: okay <laughs> very cool alright
0: so yeah there you go Uh, I mean obviously I freaking love the game but I again I walked into it skeptical I was like yeah maybe I'll be burned out on the 3DS version blah, blah. no it's it's it is it is it is the best Smash Brothers game that there is that's awesome yeah so there's that anyway it is getting late does that mean that you're gonna push off XCOM
1: yes I'll talk about that next week
0: um, I'm sorry I kept your post to a bedtime no, okay. Wait, do you work I'm... tomorrow yeah i do i work 12 hours
1: tomorrow
0: oh god i didn't know that thanks for telling me once again something that could have been brought up to my attention yesterday there was
1: a lot of good smash talk i wanted to hear about Oh well thanks cool all right i i didn't necessarily want to hear about it from you but you were the kind of the only option i've got so
0: i wouldn't either yeah yeah um can i say one more 10 second thing i guess before we close sure so we can check it off the list give you more time
1: next week yeah
0: Remember how I talked about how uh, Civilization Beyond Earth, how the late game is just click a bunch of times till you win? Yeah. So I finished my first game of Civilization Beyond Earth. Mm Mm-hmm. I lost.
1: Did you click click too many times? Yeah, I think so. How did you lose?
0: Turns out you need to, like, focus on a victory condition and not just haphazardly develop technologies for literally no reason. That's very
1: true. So I don't know how you are so bad at civilization games. I'm so Maybe we can talk bad. about that next week too because I'm interested not, I'm interested to hear how that happened. So let's talk about that, that next is, week.
0: No, no, that we'll see. Yeah, look, all these things to look forward to next week, listener. Thanks for joining us on episode 93, of Four? unqualified 94? gamers. Is it 3? I have 93 in my in my thing. I believe you. In my thing. That's a thing. Bye. So when have we ever closed the podcast with that? Well, take it out then. Take it out. Take it out now. now. That's my ending song. You want to play rock band?